In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kale thinks love was the answer the whole time. So, love, love rules all. Love is the was the answer the whole time. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. That's what we're going with. All right. Cool. That's what I got. It's so fucking wrong. Hi guys, welcome back to Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and this month I'm rereading Uprooted. And I'm Kales, and I'm reading it for the first time. Yay, it's January. 2020! Seems unreal. We've been doing this podcast since 2018. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. We're entering our second calendar year of predictions and bullshit. (laughs) That's bonkers. Yeah. So thanks for everyone who's been along the journey with us. It's been super fun. New and old, people who've joined late, people who've been here since the beginning. Thank you guys for your continued support and your amazingness and... We continue to be a a steady little podcast. Like, I remember, you know, we were freaking out two years ago when um, we got mentioned on Book Riot. Yeah. And, like, that was super cool. And here we are, you know? Here we are, chugging along, enjoying our hobby podcast that we make literally no money on, in case you were wondering. (laughs) No, we we make no money on it. We do it, it, it. Really, it started as, like, an excuse to hang out more. Yeah, and to do something creatively satisfying. Yeah, because we both weren't feeling that in our lives. And we were like, we want books, and we want to create a thing, and we both love podcasts, and we're millennials, so we need a podcast. <laughs> it, you, it's a mark of being a millennial. You have to start at least one podcast. And we've started two, and one has been <laughs> way more successful because it has a formula. Um, we sat at a burger joint tavern place and figured out our formula. For hours, yeah. Hours, hours anyway Speaking but here's our formula. formula yeah, yeah what what is novel predictions <laughs> novel predictions is a podcast where two friends kales and allison read a book every month one of us is rereading it and the other is reading it for the first time the person who's reading it for the first time then gets to make predictions based on the first mm, quarter ish of the book about how the book's gonna end what the plot's gonna look like who's gonna die those kind of things And then we come back after we've finished the book and do a second episode where we review it. We talk about how terribly we did at predictions and our general love and or hate, usually hate (laughs) of the book itself. I don't know. It's been kind of split. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. But so this month in January 2020, we are reading Uprooted, which was my choice. I am rereading it. And it is an adult fantasy that in its marketing was likened to Beauty and the Beast. It's not. Yeah, I cautioned Kales against buying into that because I think it doesn't work and it may make you not... I don't know, I feel like if you were committed to that idea, you wouldn't be happy with what I you get. I feel like that the minute he started teaching her magic, it stopped being Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And it's not like, like she stumbled upon his thing. I don't know. It just seems very different to me. Yeah, I don't know. I I get it why it was that way. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, no, the minute she started, like, learning magic and became, like, his pupil in that way. Yeah. And there's, like, no, as of now, there's not a relationship 
oh, it's going to happen, though. They made those flowers together. <laughs> yeah, the flowers were definitely like. And she's like, I felt the spark between my fingers and I had to step away. Oh, yeah. No, it's happening. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so, so right now we've read a, about a quarter of the book. Um, we've read through chapter seven. Yeah. And there hasn't been any romance yet. No, so, not explicitly yet. I mean, she's got more love for Cassia than anybody else at this moment. Um, yeah, so why don't you go ahead and tell me your initial thoughts on this book? I don't like it. No, what? I don't. I Here's here's the thing. I, I So I was really pissed because I got the audiobook and the narrator sucks. Mm. It's awful. Um, and it's not because she's Russian. Which is hysterical to me because, of course, she's Russian. I mean, it's like a, yeah, Russian, yeah, Polish. Totally makes sense. Thing. Right. But she just, her inflections suck. You can't speed it up because then she sounds terrible. And I was like, shit, here's the thing. This book is so much about whatever this main character's name, because I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I looked it up and I'll look it up again before we try to say it. So yeah. We have it. She whatever this main character's name and just like the little shit she does like i am so sick of learning about her cooking or her reading i mean like thank god we finally got to the magic but the first couple of chapters i was like sweet baby jesus allison like this is all just a bunch of little shit this girl does i mean i think she's you're supposed to feel the drudgery right she was like in this place and has nothing to do but like i know that's great and all but god damn <laughs> like i'm i'm i feel like i was dragging through mud of description like i was back in like J.R.R. tolkien world and oh and... please no it's true but it wasn't even as like descriptive it it wasn't like describing the trees it was like i chopped carrots and then i did this and then i did that and it felt very telly and it wasn't, and only when they interact, but there's, like, no dialogue. And I'm such a dialogue person. And it's just hard for me to read. And then not only that, the dragon, oh God, I don't, I know he's probably got issues. Yeah, sure. I'm sure we're going to chip away at this hard exterior we've got going on here. But right now, he's just an egotistical dick. Yeah, I agree And with I'm that. not about asshole. it. Like, I'm not, like, there's not, I don't have any form of why am I rooting for him yeah. at all. Like, she has to spend 10 years with him. Right. And we're barely through, like, a good couple of months. I think we're, like, maybe at six months. And I don't know how much more I can tolerate his insults, his, and like, his, they're not cute. And they're not endearing. Like, I haven't found anything good about him. He's, like, this just this terrible bastard rogue wizard man that, like, can't hold a conversation without insulting her mm -hmm. to save her life and she kind of pisses me off because she's just like this whimsical like i've been you know this tomboy and i ruin all my dresses and i'm messy all the time and i am cute and don't know how my magic works but i have it obviously and Oh, I'm like, the, I think this last chapter and the one with the roses too was really hard for me of like, oh, it's just like this path and it's just like this forestry shit. And he's like, no, I've been studying this for years and you just get it just right away and blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, why does she just, I don't, I don't know. She's not a manic pixie dream girl because she's not going to like fulfill him and she's got depth to her. But I just kind of hate her, uh, her just, uh, gosh, I, I, maybe I just don't like her. I just don't <laughs> like her. And It I, sounds to me like you feel the same way about her that the dragon does. I think so. She's so annoying. And I, I just Because he's like, oh. like, I can't believe you're making this work. This is absolute yes, bullshit. That's probably true. But then I hate how insulting and curmudgeon-y he is. So I- I'm not wholly opposed to it. I like, with the things I like, I like the wood mm-hmm. as a as this entity, this kind of character. Um, I like this notion of the corruption that's coming in. Um, although they live in a fucking dangerous place, these poor peasants. Yeah. Um, and I like, I do like their dichotomy between her natural state of being and his like study yeah it's very like which versus it is almost like a dane numer thing yeah and i like it um i just want it to come together sooner and i just wish for the love of god there were other characters right i think it's so hard that it's just the two of them i was like where is a teapot when you need one like (laughs) honestly it it that's hard for me that it's just them and she spends so much time alone and I just want to I want to speed read and be like okay cool you're making chicken noodle soup cool you made this dinner cool nobody fucking cares what's going on so like when she actually like when the um when the chimera stuff came up and she actually left to go help people like I was down with that and like some action happened and this ending scene when she went to go save Cassia like um that was pretty badass. Although he's really shit at like keeping the girls where they're supposed to be. Well, I don't think any of the pe- women before have been magical. I don't think so either. Because, I mean, at least not in her knowledge. Yeah. And the other cool thing that I noted was when he was like, Did the king send you or the falcon? Are yeah. you a spy? And I was like, that's interesting. Let's talk about that. And then I was like, fuck, this is an almost 500-page book. We're not going to talk about it for a while. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm getting back into the world of adult high fantasy. Yeah, it's where not it takes bad, a while to get where you're going. But it's so much. Ugh. So I'm not opposed. I think I'm going to like it. But right now, I am just dragging my feet through the trenches right now. Okay. Do you, are you going to abandon the audiobook? Most likely. Yeah, I read it. I didn't try to listen to it, and I had a much more enjoyable time than you. But I also know I abandoned the audiobook after like two chapters. But this morning I was trying to go fast, and then I realized how long these goddamn chapters are. And I was like, I can read this a lot faster than this chick is saying it. So yeah, especially if you can't speed it up. Mm -hmm. No, it does. It sounds so. I don't know when they recorded this. When did this book come out? Like 2005? No, like 2015, I I think. Oh, sweet Jesus! Really? Uh, let me double check. I'm in the Goodreads really quick. Oh, 16, 2016. No, May 2015 is the the oh. book pub date. Oh, okay, but the paperback edition came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Sweet so, Jesus. So yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, well, it's a shit audiobook. Don't read it. <laughs> or don't listen to it. Well, that's good to know. But yeah, there's like this, it's so interesting that the back of the book is just like when the dragon comes, it's not Cassia he will choose. And I'm like, that all of this happened in the first goddamn chapter. Yeah. It's true. There's a lot of this book that 
is not at all hinted to in the in the marketing. Yeah. And I think it, that's why people are like, oh, it's like Beauty and the Beast, but not at it's all. It's not. Because in my humble opinion, this book is more about the wood than it is about these two people. It Well, and you can tell that the wood is this fascinating entity or antagonist on its own that I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes down. Yeah, and the wood is my favorite part of this book. Like, her... Their their interactions with the wood and how that kind of unfolds is the most interesting facet of this story to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the way her name is pronounced is Agnieszka. Agnieszka? Agnieszka. Okay. So we can try to say that. Um, it's Polish. <laughs> but for our listeners who maybe didn't read with us but are still diving into the episode, let's do a little recap. It will be pretty quick, as Kill said, because there's a lot of her cooking. It's so much cooking. <laughs> so I'm um, going to make myself a better cook. I don't fucking care about c- food. <laughs> so Uprooted by Naomi Novik is a story of Agnieszka, who is a village girl um, in this valley that's bordered by this terrifying, contagion-filled wood. Yeah, um, that pretty much is like... It just wrecks havoc on their lives. Yeah. Like, spores will get blown over and infect their fields, and people go in and never come out or come out totally different. Um, Oh, my God. Okay, that section where she was talking about the walkers or whatever else, and then the people come back, and they're like, yes, you're talking pleasantly until you cut your own tongue out, until you cut your hand off, until you cut all... And I was like... (gasps) Yeah, it's definitely like a dark fairy tale-style story. There's definitely no, like light beautiful things going on here no Um, but so she's a village girl um and there's the lord of the valley that she lives in is called the dragon um he's just this kind of mysterious wizard guy in a tower but does he have a real name have we learned it we have not learned it Mm -mm. okay but he has a real name i don't remember oh okay he could not i mean i'm sure he does right like he wasn't named the dragon at birth it would make sense to me if he did yeah um but he, so every 10 years, he takes a girl from the village who's 17 for unknown reasons. And then she lives with him for 10 years. And after those 10 years are up, she's free to go. And she has a bunch of money and whatever. But she, the girls usually leave the valley. They go and go to school or go and find a husband at court or something like that, which I will just pause this description to say, I think it's so funny how they describe that as this terrible fate Yes. in the book. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. Right. Like you go get educated. <laughs> right. Exactly. But um, I mean, obviously it's like this provincial view of things where you're abandoning your family and whatever. Yes. So Agnieszka expects her friend Kazia to get chosen because she's the most beautiful and she's the most talented and she's the most learned or whatever. Um, but when, what ends up happening is Agnieszka gets chosen. Even though she's a hot mess. Even though she is a hot mess, she cannot keep her stuff together. She's always dirty. And apparently she's described as horse-faced. Which, which is, is sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's not supposed to be beautiful, I think is the point. Um, because she is able to take this little flame out of the dragon's hand. Basically. Yeah, that's why she's picked. Yeah, so she's taken up to the tower and she bitches about it and moans about it for a long time. And he's the dragon's an asshole. And there's like nobody there. There's no one else there. 
Um, she's expected to like cook for him, which she figures out pretty quickly. So she spends a lot of time cooking. And she's also found little notes. Yeah, from from uh, other girls. Other girls saying like, leave his meals at this time and this time. You'll never have to see him. And, and he won't rape you. Yeah, he won't touch you, which is great. Everyone's happy about that. Um, but he's kind of a dick and he's really short with her or whatever. And then he starts teaching her magic, which she originally believes is not him teaching her magic, but him using her, like life force to Mm -hmm. do magic and then eventually she realizes that she's the one doing it it's not him yep so she figures out that she's quote-unquote a witch and she's pretty conflicted about that at one point he goes away to deal with a chimera and she gets sees the signal from her village that they're calling for the dragon's aid so she goes herself takes potions from his cabinets um, and <laughs> which is pretty funny. And then, I think it's also funny because he's like, "Do you know, bitch, how long it takes me to make that shit?" Yeah, he was like, "You just wasted hundreds of years of work." Um, and she's like, "But I saved your life." And yeah. he's like, "Nah." He's like, "Yeah." He's very surly. Um, so she goes to her village and helps them deal with these infected cows. And there's an infected man that was like bit by these crazy wolves. Um, and she does a pretty good job, even though she uses a lot of these precious potions. Uh, they, For being like as novice of a to magic as she is when this happens, yeah. I'd say she does fine. Yeah, which I think that's part of it. The whole idea of her fi- finding magic in a different way is she's like, well, I kind of just changed the syllable a little bit on this word because it felt right, and then it did what I wanted instead of making me wear a giant ball gown or whatever. Yeah. Um. Then she's rescued. Which I have to just hold on real quick here. That image of her just tossing the ball gowns into a pile yeah. made me laugh so hard. Because, like, she's just, I just imagine this, like, absurd pile of ball gowns and corsets. And, yeah, like to the ceiling. Yeah, that she's, like, tossing on this mountain of clothes. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's saved by the dragon. Um, and he's all pissed at her for using his stuff, but he gets infected and she saves his life, which she shouldn't be able to do, basically. Yeah. Um, it's very unexpected. Yep. And... Then everybody doesn't believe that he's, like, okay, so he has to, like, prove to everyone in the village that he's fine. Yeah, that he's not corrupted. Yep. Um, and then basically they go on learning magic. She finds, like, basically what I feel like is Baba Yaga... Um, yeah, her journal and learns how she does magic better by kind of finding a way through the forest of her mind right. instead of this like studious pronunciation that the, the dragon wants her to do. Yep. And then at the very end, the very last chapter, um, Kazia's mother, so her best friend, Kazia's mother comes to the, the keep and says that Kazia has been taken into the wood by these walkers, which are like giant stick bugs. Yeah. And the dragon says, she's dead. Like, you can't do anything. And it's very cold about it. So. Of um, course. <laughs> yeah. So our main character goes to her village, goes into the wood, rescues Kazia, and she's into carrying. Into the woods. <laughs> into the woods. Yeah, I know. That's been in my head Into like, the, the woods whole time. and out before the dawn. <laughs> so she rescues Kazia from inside of this tree that was like eating her. Yeah, but she does it by doing like this crazy earthquake powerful yeah. spell she shouldn't have been able to do. Yeah, and she's like and threatening the tree. Like, if you don't let her go, I'll take you down with this earthquake. 
Yeah, and... And she draws attention to herself. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, I think. By the... Whatever entity the wood is. Yeah. Um, so she's literally carrying Kazia out of the wood at the end of the chapter where we end it. Yes. And Kazia's mother's asleep in the castle and supposedly the dragon doesn't know she left. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, we still have, you know, several hundred pages of this book. I, upon reading it, rereading it, am very excited to finish it. I love this book and I still love this book. I didn't try to listen to it, so I didn't have a bad narrator. But I also think that the time spent in the drudgery of the castle is purposeful, right? Like, the reason we spend so much time there is because it feels like a million years to her. So they're, like, bringing you along for that journey. That's fine. I'm just not (laughs) that type of reader. Yeah, that's fine. I read plays for a reason. And YA for a reason. I'm I'm having to just adjust yeah, what those habits are, I outside think. Outside of the scope of YA pacing. Yeah. For yeah. fucking sure. Yeah. Um, and the dragon is, I agree, totally an asshole. Um, I forget, like, what ends up happening, you know? Like, what yeah. makes me root for them. I think eventually I do, though. And I just really love the idea... You're annoyed by the idea of her magic being this natural flow, and but that's, I love it. Like, yeah, but that also like kind of goes against who I am as a person. Like, if I have to pick <laughs> sides in terms of like, I am much more of the studious, like, what's yeah. the formula type of person, and so having to follow this protagonist that is much more go with the flow, I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah, and I I feel like that's your secondary Ravenclaw like aspect oh like, hell yeah gryffindor ravenclaw combination mm-hmm. whereas for me i'm like hufflepuff slytherin so i'm like oh yeah it just like works because the energies of the universe so how are we friends i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding but um yeah it's i i like i said before i know how much you adore this book i know so many people love this book when yeah. she came to denver comic-con she was a huge hit and you know People love this for its uniqueness and for its standaloneness, which is why I also think I'm going to like it, is the fact that it's all in one book and it's right. not going to drag me on through some epic. Um, although it is going to be interesting to see if it actually takes place over the 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, Like I said, I think I can come to love it. I'm just at a point right now where it was really hard to get through. Yeah, you haven't, like, aligned your brain all the way. No. My prediction for you is that you will end up liking the story a lot. Yeah. Which is why I was so surprised when you said you didn't like it in the first place. Yeah, I think it's just a slow start. Yeah, it's very possible. Are you ready to predict? No, but sure. But you have to, so. I mean, I just, I don't even know where we're going. Like, what am I, I don't have an antagonist at this point other than the wood and the corruption, but we don't know who's running it. We have one little stupid mention of a king and a falcon, and there's a falcon on the cover, and three dragon heads, one of which is very cute, and a sword. Yeah, so the cover has, in the top left corner, Kazia. Obviously. A falcon. Which the dragon mentioned the falcon. Remember yeah. That? Uh, it has like a potion distill thing. Um, I believe that the dragon heads are. I think they're supposed to be like a chimera 
type thing, but I don't. One looks like it's sniffing his her hair. Yeah. And then there's a book, and then I think the dragon's face. And a sword at the top. And a sword at the top, and, like, a little castle on one side, and a little tree. Village. Yeah, and then the, like, at the bottom, there's this gnarled-ass tree that turns into these pretty ornate vines. Fuck. So, honestly, the cover is not pretty helpful, but it's, like, it's got a lot of clues if you, like, after you read the book kind of thing. Sure. You know how that goes. Okay, you ready? Sure. Here at Novel Predictions, we have a set of questions that we ask. Um, They tend to follow kind of a hero's journey plot arc thing, which I think will work pretty well for this book. Probably. So the first question is, does the main character fall in love? Uh, Yeah, most definitely. With who? The dragon. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) Yeah. You weren't like going to make up some... Okay, you did, exist. though, for the selection I know I questions. did, and I'm still salty. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that it's going to grow. It's going to be a slow burn. It's going to be one of those moments where he is very fascinated by her, and she's going to be the only woman to have ever chipped away at his his hard exterior. Um, and it's going to come from the fact that they're training and trying to get to know each other's magic more. And they end up blending their magics together in more ways than one. Oh, God. <laughs> Scandalize. I'm sorry. They created fucking rosebuds. I know. And, and then flowers they of all kind. And it went all over the place. I know. I was like, this is such a creation, like, procreation analogy. It's really a lot. I was also very much reminded of Merle and the vines. <laughs> If you haven't listened to the Adventure Zone podcast or read the graphic novels that they're producing, you should do that. Yeah. Why are you wasting your time with us? Go um, listen to an old man seduce some vines. That are played by his son. <laughs> it's really better than that, we swear. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she'll fall in love with the dragon. So is it like, um, what kind of love story is it? Like trope-wise? Like an enemy to lovers. Well, a... well, okay, but they're not enemies. I don't like that. Lover, I would say like hate to love. Okay. But not necessarily enemies, just like. Yeah, because I don't think that I don't think they're forces. enemies. I just think that they don't like each other. Yeah. And okay. he like she feels basically kidnapped, and. You know he's fascinated by her, but I think that after time, because all the other women appeared to avoid him. And did really well at that. And right. they didn't interest him. Right. And, but she's different. And so they have to spend time together. He feels very obligated to do that. And right. she's not one to just sit down. He's like and, compelled to teach her magic. It's like his duty as some, I don't Something. Know, like, yeah, like to hone her skill so that she's not just blundering around. Exactly. And so by now out of necessity... When they continue to learn each other's ways, they're going to, she's going to become a little bit more studious and he's going to become a little bit more go with the flow and they're going to balance each other out. So it's really more like opposites attract now that I say that out loud. Okay. Yeah. Opposites attract trope. Slow burn. Slow burn. (laughs) You're already like, it's so slow. It's so slow. Okay, cool. Um, What tropes do you think you'll see? 
Oh, God. Well, we've already got, like, messy protagonists, like, who's not really beautiful playing up against, like, a really pretty friend Yeah. trope, and she's going to end up being the important one who gets away with the dragon prince guy. Um, I think we're going to see um, not chosen one. But, like, more powerful than she should be novice person. Mm. Um, I think we're also going to see, obviously, like, Heathcliff brooding Byronic hero type shit really has a cinnamon roll ex- interior. Yeah, we definitely have that broody hero thing going on. Yeah. And I think we're going to see some severe, like, good versus evil, dark versus light shit. Mm. Okay. Like, with her flower growing and the creepy-ass forest in the wood. Yeah. I think we're going to see that. Do you feel like this story is very, is, like, fable-y? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. The people compare it to Grim Fairy Tale in some of the reviews and stuff on the back, but I think it's more of, like, the OG, like, Little Mermaid cuts off her legs and dies type of shit. Rather than well, that yeah, that's grim. Disney. You know, well, right, but like a grim fairy tale, like grim fairy tales were that way. That's where. Oh well, then yes, I guess when I think of fabley, I think of like Peter and the Wolf, and like you don't go telling stories. I don't know what the the moral of the story is in Cinderella when her stepsisters cut off their feet. You know what I mean? Right. I so guess maybe yeah, more so like fa- a tra- traditional. Yeah. Fairy tale. Like, it's gonna get dark. Yeah, I mean, it already has gotten, like, pretty fucking gross and weird. Yeah. A couple of times with the cows and that guy who was infected and she, like, turned to stone. That was kind of funny, though, when he punished her. (laughs) He was like, bitch, stop! Yeah. Okay, anything else? Um, no, I think we're good. Okay. Is there a mentor? If so, who... So the dragon is her mentor. Also Baba Yaga book okay. woman. And Yaga. Cool. Because I agree. I mean, I agree with that. I think that it's it would be hard to pick one person as her mentor. Yeah, I think that he is because he's teaching her these bases of magic and stuff. But I don't think that his teaching style fits her learning style. Yeah. And I think that these Baba Yaga journals are where it's at for her and her brain and her magic. And I, I don't think that Baba Yaga, although they hinted at the dragons, like she's dead. And I was like, is she though? <laughs> is she really? But is she? But is she? <laughs> um, I'm not sure on that front yet. I'll probably figure it out as I go. But I definitely think that at least through the journals, yeah. she's going to help our main character. Whose name I already forgot how to pronounce. <laughs> Um, all right, who's going to die? I'm going to go on a limb and say I think Cassia's already dead. Okay, you think she's dead, even though... No, 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 I think she's, like, internally dead. Like, I think she's going to be creepy. Do you think... Um, Which kind of corruption do you think she's going to have? Like, the one where it's, like, smiling... Yes. Charming and, like, looks totally normal? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty convinced that that's the type of corruption that's going to have to hurry. You don't, like, spend that much time in a tree in the wood 
And I think that there's going to be conflict in terms of, like, she's not as corrupted as she could be Mm. because she got saved in time. But I think it's still inside her. And I don't think that they're going to notice in time to get it out. Do you you don't think that uh, our heroine, whose name I can't pronounce either, um, is capable of... I think she's capable... But I don't think she's going to recognize it in time, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, like if I she think, had caught it right away, she could have fixed it, but yes, it'll but be too it's late. Gonna, yeah. It's like stage four cancer, chemo, can't do shit, you have six months type deal. Okay. Anyone else? I don't know enough of the characters. Right now, it's like we got like... No? No? Do you think, do you think she's going to be able to bring back the guy that she turned to stone for... Or do you think he's gone? No, I think he's gone. I think she's going to try. And then he's going to be gone. I think that might actually be like a really great dramatic scene between the two of them where like she's trying to get him to come back from stone and he can't for some reason. And the dragon is like, no, you can't do it. Some battles you just can't win. And she's like, no, I can win all the things. And it's like raining outside and she cries into his chest and he holds her while she has to like let go of this failure she created. Yeah. That's dramatic as hell. What? But it's possible. I mean, it's definitely possible. I don't remember. But okay. I'm like, imag- I'm imagining that what, what you're saying is in your head, the turning point for their like relationship. Relationship. Yeah. All right. I'll be excited to see if that actually happens. Yeah, we'll see. All right. You ready? No. What's the twist? Okay. So, ugh, God. Okay. So I think there is... This king that was corrupted by the wood and has been, like, infected in this power by the wood. Or, like, he's been infected by the wood. Or he died in it or something and his he sold his soul to the wood or something like that, right? Like, uh-huh. that's the king. And then I think the raven is actually, or the falcon is actually, like, a good entity that's like playing both sides of it and i think that like people know that this corruption exists but they like don't know how to get rid of it and i think that cassia becomes a like conduit for the wood like an evil servant Mm -hmm. unknowingly to people and the and that's how cassia cassia gets closer to our heroine and our heroine keeps, like, going out into the wood. And so they keep, like, finding her. And she is the, um, oh, my God. I'm just going to do it. I don't do fucking it. care. This is how, the best part. Uh, okay. So I think that she's, like, the reincarnate soul of, like, the king's old love. And the dragon has been trying to find these girls to, like, help save the wood. And so of the it, the queen that the king lost to the wood. Yes, okay. and the dragon's been like trying. This has been his mission, um, but due to some like rule or something, he can only like get one every ten years or something, or like every ten years or something. That that's like when like the chance to like when the wood is at its weakest or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the moon is full. It's a blue moon, whatever the fuck. And, but he hasn't been able to find her. And now he thinks that it might be our heroine. 
Um, but he doesn't want to say anything because he hasn't hoped for a while. And also she, like, doesn't give off this sense of, like, real magic in terms of, like, yeah, she's powerful and stuff, but, like, not in the way that he thought that right. she'd be able to defeat the wood. Okay. Um, and so then the danger is, is that the wood is, like, really climbing onto her presence, and the king now doesn't feel like he can be saved by her, but he wants the queen to join him, right, in the creepy wood. Uh-huh. So that's why, like, the wood's all excited that she's there. But really, she's the only one that can save them. Um, and so Cassia ends up dying somehow, I think, in a battle of sorts. Um, Who as kills she her? Learns, huh? Who kills her? I think she's a, a product of the battle. I don't think it's conscious. Okay. Um, or she kills herself. I think she might realize the evil inside herself. And then in, like, an act of redemption is, like, I'm... Here are your secrets. I'm out. Okay. Um, and Cassia then reveals something that our heroine needs to know. And through our heroine's natural ability with flowers and shit, she and the dragon together using their two different methods of magic are able to bind their love and create the love that the king never had with the queen. And they killed the wood. So love... Love rules all. Love is the, was the answer the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's what we're going with. All right, cool. That's what I got. I'm it's that so exactly. fucking wrong. You got th- It's beautiful. I made a beautiful story. You made a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, okay, so that... I was going to ask you, but you kind of answered the question. Um why the dragon has to take the girls every 10 years yeah it's so he's trying to find the reincarnate soul of the queen he was like their like servant per like an advisor or something right and he like blames himself that the king got corrupted or something right mm-hmm. and he knows that the the queen's soul will come back but due to some stupid rule which i don't know what it is but some rule of like defeating them right yeah sure he has to get a new girl or some reincarnation rule. I don't know. Maybe the queen and her dying breath or something told him I will be back every 10 years. I don't know. Well, cause he said he tells her Agnoshka that mm-hmm. the queen's not dead. Right. He's like, she's in the wood, but she's yeah, not I know. dead. I know. So is that, that plays into your, I think she's in, I think, I think she is like, can become the conduit of the, queen like, kind of how kazia yeah the, the queen is kind of like kazia was in the tree or something and the queen's soul is like able to leave or is- yeah something like that okay i think i think it's gonna be the our heroine that is gonna somehow take the get the soul of the queen or whatever the hell else like that's how she's not dead mm-hmm. but she's the only one who can do it because she's the only one powerful enough That's where we're at. Do you think Baba Yaga's going to come in? Like, Uh, in person? uh, Like, Moana Grandma Ghost. Okay. Sure. Like, wandering the wood or something. Yep. But she's dead. We also didn't talk about Prince Malik. I don't want to talk about Prince Malik. I have no idea where he fits into all this. Do you think he comes back? I don't know. I feel like he... they just literally had him come and, like, 
basically tried to rape her and then she was used her powers and almost killed him. I don't know. I think that I don't know. I feel like that it's I don't feel like anything in this book is on accident. Right. I would agree with that. I think everything everything that is said in this book is very purposeful. Right. And uh, I don't know. Um, so does he? Ha- he has a role to play. You just don't know what it is. Um, let's say that. Let's put him with. He's another conduit, like Cassia, but people just don't know it. And he's not as charming. He's kind of more brutish, but he's been hiding behind this facade for a while now. So, are you saying that he's corrupted? Or what do you mean by, like, him being a conduit? Like, he wouldn't be a conduit for the queen's spirit. No, 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 no. Like, but, like, you know how I was saying that, like, Cassia's, like, su- kind of corrupted? He's the, like, charmed corrupted. Oh, okay. I see. That one. Sure. Let's go with it. Okay, cool. I just wanted to pull him in since we did meet him in this Yeah, section. you were right. He's one of the few characters we interacted we with. We did meet. <clears throat> Even though he was the worst. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, why is the story from the main character's perspective? Yeah, because I said it, because she's one of the only ones powerful enough to restore the wood to the way that it should be and destroy the darkness and the corruption of the wood. Do you think it's because of her connection with, like, the Baba Yaga-style magic or just that she's powerful in general? Mm, No, she's just powerful in general. Okay. I think that's just the way her brain works. Sure. It's just an explanation for how she does magic. Yeah. Like, I think she's saying that there's, like, more than one way to get there, right? She said that to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just her style to get there. And I think his style is much more meticulous. Right. He's like, there's a right and a wrong path. Yeah. Or there's a right like, path and everything else is wrong. Yeah. And she's like, no, there's not. Skip, skip, flounce, flounce. Oh, please. She does not <laughs> skip, skip, flounce, flounce. She's very surly all the time. She is. It's actually really annoying. <laughs> She's very upset that she's in this situation. Which I don't blame her. No, it's shitty. It's super shitty. And I think it's interesting that they put so much emphasis on these girls getting taken. And then also a lot of emphasis on the village people being like, yeah, everyone knows this is bullshit, but it's just what we do. Like... I know. There's, like, no rebellion or rise against it or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they all can obviously come to the castle, so why don't her parents come fucking visit her? Yeah, I don't know either, because I feel like several people, like, Katya's moms come to the castle, and, like, I mean, maybe it's far, but it's not that far. It's, like, a day's ride. Well, I mean, like, if there's, like, Christmas or something, like, come spend it at the castle. The guy's obviously not that cruel. Yeah, maybe they just don't, maybe the perception of him is that you couldn't possibly do that. That's weird. I also think that she's the only tribute, right? Or the girl, whatever, that's left the castle. Yeah, she is. And she's done it twice, like, leaving, leaving, and once, like, going out the doors. Yes. To see Cassia's mom, which is, like, you know, a lot in the first six months when the other women don't leave the tower for ten years. That's bonkers. Another thing that I think is very odd is that all the notes indicate that the women didn't spend any time with the dragon right but how'd they get so educated exactly yeah where did their education and like their refinement come from yeah 
So that is confusing to me. And I'm not sure if that's a plot hole or if it's addressed later. No, I but I remember. thought about that too. Yeah, because they come out all like learned and whatever. But it seems like they don't actually interact with any of the things that would make them that way. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. We have much to learn. Yeah, in the read. 450 <laughs> fucking pages that this book is. Yeah, but only 300 now. <laughs> I just wish the audiobook was working. It would be better because I'd drive more, but... Yeah, that's oh well. true. I, I hate when the audiobook narrator is not to my liking. No, I'll just take the bus and read on the bus. Yeah. Um, okay, so what were your other thoughts slash what other stories does this remind you of? I mean, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is really different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, it's real different. Um, it feels a little Throne of Glass-like, just with the, like, corruption king shit. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but I don't know a lot of like fairy tales like this that feel very fable like and folksy that are different um have you read um the bear and the nightingale no it kind of reminds me of that one by Catherine arden yeah by Catherine arden because it's in the same kind of region of the world um, and it paces very similarly. Although I feel like the Bear and the Nightingale is slower, even. Yeah, and I, I mean, it feels it feels a little Princess Bride like without the cheekiness. I know that sounds weird, but like without I think the humor. About, yeah, just like without the like world wise. Sure. I see that. I also think get like Holly Black vibes a little bit. Just mm. in, just in from like the dark fairy tale kind of thing yeah i guess like the darkest part of the forest or something yeah not in the pacing or character building or anything but like in the no. tone yeah it's making me think i haven't read enough adult fantasy <laughs> i really haven't yeah like, it's, it's a little it's a little queen of the tearling which you haven't read but queen of the tearling also takes a hard sci-fi turn in book two that comes out of goddamn nowhere um <laughs> Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, those are good. I think so. All I right. hope so. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I just, I'm, this was one of those books that I just never picked up. But it, I know so many people read it and loved it, and including you, mm-hmm. that just thought it was sub, something super special. So that when the blue one, something silver, came out. Yeah, spinning silver. Yeah, they were really excited because it wasn't a sequel. Yeah. I don't even think it's set in the same world, but it was her style, her fairy tale story type thing again that people just thought was really unique and really good. Um, Which I haven't read that one. I have the arc, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. I haven't read it either, so. But I mean, I think it's a, like, um, what's it? The one with Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, cool. That was always my favorite fairy tale. Well, maybe you'd like it. I don't maybe. Know. Who knows? I don't know. I always thought about doing something with Rumpelstiltskin, but it's too hard. <laughs> it's true. He's too gremlin-like, and it's like, making it modern is, is difficult. It's easier with princesses and shit. Right. That makes sense. I like baby stealing. 
how yeah, do you I mean, modernize it's, it's baby already, stealing? It's dark. Like, yeah. It's hard to modernize that and do a good job. Exactly. That's what you I'm saying. You could do a bad job and it would be easy. You could do a terrible job, but <laughs> like Once Upon a Time did and just continuously made him evil. Yeah. Um, they the also made Rumpelstiltskin the crocodile from Peter Pan and they made him the beast from Beauty and the Beast. And that I was show like, went off the rails really quick. It did. It was really good for a long time. I liked the first like two seasons and then I got really lost when they started adding... No, the the first season sucked because nobody knew they were fairy tale characters. So it was just kind of like, this is dumb. Season two was really great. And season three, when they went to Neverland, they went to Wonderland in season two. Then they went to Neverland in season three. Yeah, and then they went that. to Oz in season four. And it was like, fuck this. Well, and then at some point, Anna and Elsa got there. And I was like, season four. What the hell? Season four. <laughs> yeah, I had stopped watching at that point. But I saw ads and I was like, I don't want this. Whatever yeah. this is. Like, yeah. why are we doing this based on Disney instead of just based on... Because ABC owned it. Yeah, I guess that's true. And, like, I yeah. know I know, Frozen is based on the Snow Queen. I know. I've read it. But... Well, and there was an actual Snow Queen. Like, it's, like, Elsa's, like, sister or half-sister or something like that. In the show? Yeah, in, in Once Upon a Time, they had an evil Snow Queen come in and that's actually all, do so the much. evil well, Snow and then Queen doesn't, story. Doesn't... What's her name? Regina... Like, become yeah. a good person. And, and evil then, and good and evil yeah, and good. Like because and they couldn't so come up with, like, different villains. The best villain they had was Peter Pan. Well, that's because, a fun twist. Oh, my God. Peter Pan ended up being Rumpelstiltskin's father. And what? it was bonkers. That's weird. It was okay. so show, good. This show is too much. I can't. It was so good how they did it. <laughs> no. Anyway, Sounds we weird. weren't talking about Once Upon a Time. This is not a Once Upon a Time podcast. This is an up. Uh, this is uh, now book a Once podcast. Upon a Time fan cast. Oh my Welcome. gosh! Let's do that. <laughs> well, I've never watched it except for the first like season and a half. So what? Yeah, I've only seen the first season and a half. Oh my gosh, that would be fun. That's I would not- love to watch. I would love to do a fan cast of like old fantasy TV shows, like Charmed and Buffy and I love Charmed, Angel and. You know, um, I've never seen Charmed. and What? No. Oh, Charmed is really good. Oh, it's super, super cheesy and terrible. But but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, these fantasy early 2000s, 90s ones that would be just fun. Um, anyway, this anyway, book. This book. Do you have any final thoughts before we move on to? No, obviously plot? not. I'm sitting here talking about really bad <laughs> fantasy TV shows. Okay. Well, if you're reading with us, um, please Go ahead and finish the book at your leisure. I'm excited to keep reading. I've forgotten a lot. I like have very basic plot arcs. Like I know what's going on, um, but I don't remember a lot of specifics. So that's fun. Okay. And I'm excited to get there because I remember being like really excited and into it when it happened the first time. So I'm hoping you feel the same way. Just stop listening to the terrible audiobook. And also join us on our Goodreads page and yeah. um, our Goodreads book club. There. Make some predictions. Join yeah. us. Tweet us. Instagram us. At Novel Prediction. All that jazz. Um, we love interacting with you guys and yeah. are just so grateful for your support. Absolutely. And on that note, I have a, another literature podcast to plug as Yay! we do. We always plug another bookish or book adjacent podcast on our predictions episode. And this week, I wanted to plug the Fuckboys of Literature. The what? It's called Fuckboys of Literature. (laughs) 
And okay. it is a comedy podcast that ju- just listen, just listen to it because it's super funny. And here's their promo, and I hope you enjoy it. Greetings, friends, and thanks so much for clicking in to learn more about Fuckboys of Literature. I'm your host, Emily Edwards. In every installment, a guest and I will tackle some of literature's most manipulative characters, both fictional and the people writing those fictions. This won't be a repeat of your high school English class, as our definition of literature is pretty broad, and as always, fuckboy is a gender-neutral term. From the king of gods who screws everything that moves and moves, to mad, bad, and dangerous real-life poets, we're going to be calling them out. Follow us on Twitter to suggest your favorite fuckboy, and subscribe to the podcast for all future skewerings. Thanks for listening. Okay. (laughs) So those, so go and explore old literature and the terrible men that were in it um, with those wonderful podcasters. Maybe we could put the dragon right in there. (laughs) The dragon could probably slot in there somewhere. Uh, He's definitely a fuck boy at this point in time. I agree. Uh, Yeah. Um, On that note, we will leave you. Leave you to your reading. Yes, we'll be back in two weeks with the review episode. Good luck in reading the rest of this in two weeks, because it's a fucking Bible. It's It's so long. It's not. You're fine. Aragon, I think, is still the longest one, right? Your baby. I don't think Aragon's the longest one. Oh, God. (laughs) I I am am a baby when it comes to long books. It's fine. Anyway. (laughs) All right, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon in two weeks. I'm Allison. I'm Kales. Keep making novel predictions. That's our catchphrase. Uh Bye. Bye. Bye.